Hey everyone, welcome back to Our Minds Lifestyle. I'm your host, Kadan Belay. I'm Ethan Belay. And today we have someone very special to me. We have my little sister, Moesha. Moesha, that's her. <laughs> and tell them, you know, something you about you. You got an IG? Yeah. Yeah, I do, but I can't tell you what it is because it's too long. <laughs> All right, we'll just, so we'll do that a different day. Right. <laughs> we'll put it in the, in the description. But start off by telling them something about you. Um, well, my name is Moesha. Um, I'm 24 and I like long walks on the beach? Yes, I do. <laughs> Okay, okay, just get right to it. <laughs> um, yeah, long walks on the beach, long walks in the mountains, whatever. Anything to clear my mind and be out in nature. Um, I have three children, and yeah, that's my life right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to Our Minds Lifestyle. We focus on finances, relationships, and more. So a little bit about our story. So um, we grew up together as kids and then we got separated for a year. Uh, we both were in foster care. Almost um, two years. For two years almost. Yeah. And then there's four of us total on my mom's side. And me and my little brother went together and you and our little sister went together. And just kind of tell them how, how was that, like as far as what you can remember, how was the separation of you being with Leah and then me being with Robert? How, did, how do you feel overall about that? So the separation was very hard, obviously, because I was about six, five, five or six. And um, I spent my whole life with my whole, all my siblings. So it was definitely hard um, being separated. I know the first night, that um, the whole situation happened and we were put in our separate foster homes. I cried the entire night, the entire night, because I was scared. You know, I, I didn't know where I was, who I was with, where were, where was my mom, where are my siblings? How come it's just me and, you know, my little sister? Where is everybody? And at that time, like, I really had to step into the role of becoming the older sister because it was just me and my little sister. So um, I had to be strong was... for her. Two? She was not even two. Not two yet? One. One. Still, not even one and a half. And that was 10. I think Robert was, you were five, he was three. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it was painful. Painful to go every day without seeing your siblings. But knowing eventually, you know, because we met up once a week. Yeah. So, um, with foster care, they did allow us to have visits. I think the visits were once a week. And we would spend, like, an hour or two together. Yeah. Um, which was a good thing and a bad thing because I was missing out, a lot, out on a lot of school mm -hmm. because they would pick us up early from school to take us to those visits. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having to repeat repeat a year of school. You did from that? I was happy to get out of school, but of school. I didn't have to What? Yeah. That didn't happen to me. That's so crazy. Yeah, I was held back. So later on down the road, um, I caught up because I did two years of school in one. So me too. Okay, really? so I... so. I was held back in first grade, but this is when we all lived together. So I did two years of first grade because wow. I missed too many days of school, but that's just because our mother's the type of mother, if we wake up and say, we don't want to go, 
okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's just it. Like, not like, no, you gotta go. Okay. She'd rather have fun with us anyway. Yeah, like she would, <laughs> you know, she she was just that type of parent. So I literally had to repeat first grade because I missed too many days. But when I moved with my dad, because we all, we do have different fathers. When I moved with my dad, um, I did two years. I'm sorry, I did, so I, uh, middle school, you have three years. Right, that's exactly how I, I did, did it. I did sixth grade. I did, uh, I'm sorry, sixth and seventh grade together and then eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did my three years of middle school and two years. Me too. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I never knew that. Really? No. Did you do all three years? What? Middle school? <laughs> I'm middle school. Yeah. 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 We only did two. I think it was uh, first grade that I repeated too. <laughs> Me too. That's crazy. That, that we that's never not knew something this. to be proud about, but. <laughs> right. But it wasn't our fault. We were kids. We repeated first grade together. Did you repeat first grade? No. Oh, we were kids though. It's not like it was our fault. It was not, we're kids. We can't right. determine when we're going to be to school on time or right. how much school we miss. So it really wasn't our fault. But, you know, at least we got back on the right track. We got back in the right grade and we graduated. Graduated, yeah. And graduating um, was a struggle for me too. It was? Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't graduate right. Mm -mm. Yeah. My high school year was were hard, bro. Like, I, cause I was dealing with a, just like y'all. Like, I was dealing with a lot more than like the average teenager. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, life was very real for me at high school. So. Right. So we can relate to that. Yeah. And then um, with you, did you go to public school? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to public school in foster care. And then oh, yeah, um, I remember. all of elementary school, after I was adopted, uh, we did public um, school for elementary school. And then middle school, I was homeschooled so I could catch up. And then ninth grade, I was put back into a public school, but my parents didn't really like that idea. So they took us out and we were put into private school. Did they say why they didn't like it or they just didn't not like that? Bad influences and, um, you know, we got into minor trouble. Very minor though, yeah. nothing serious. We weren't going to parties or drinking or smoking, none of that. You just did your homework um, or something? We just were kids being kids. Right. And um, there's a few incidences we got into in school, but nothing major. Not like what all the other kids were out there doing, you know? So um, yeah, they didn't agree with public school for us. I feel like they thought we would move too fast. Mm. So private school it was. And um, I was in private school for my sophomore year. And then, I can't remember, I think I just went there one year. And then the next year, I was homeschooled again. And my senior year, I think I was homeschooled as well. And I did dual enrollment, so I was going to college. Okay. Well, that's good. So um, you sped up, you, you did really good with school, you got back on track. So if we were to go back, um, do you remember the day that we were taken? Well, I thought you always said it was February 14th. Um, February 25th. February 25th. February okay. 25th. Mm -hmm. It's February 25th. Um, our mom, I believe I told you this story. So our, we pretty much was living without electric for a little bit. And my mom would just go and turn our electric on at night. And that's pretty much how we were living. But there's my mom, you know, it was really bad with drugs. And she left us. I think she, I don't, I can't remember how long she was gone. If it was just a day or a couple of days. But um, I didn't go to school one day because at that time you weren't in school at first. And I think, but you guys would probably go to daycare, I think. And she wasn't here. So I just pretty much stayed home. And um, 
And I think Dave have came home one day. So I think Dave came home. I went to school the next day. Then when I came back, you know, he was on the phone with my mom, just trying to figure out what was going on. And she, and he was like, I, I can't do this no more. I got to get back to work. So he was like, I'm going to call social services. And that's when he, you know, called social services. And then um, mom ended up coming home and it was, mom was going to take us somewhere else. So we, she could pretty much like not be there when social services came. So they wouldn't take us. And um, look at like back then she had everybody. I think I, she don't think she had a car. So I think she like had everybody like outside. And then I was like the type of person I was looking for my shoe. I was like, where's my shoe? I can't find yeah. my other shoe. And so pretty much we never, I don't think we ever started walking down the street to make it before somebody pulled up. And then at that point, you know, we got in a car and I just remember her crying. I remember the dates very vividly because I know March, February 25th we were taken, but then the lady, I didn't want to get in the car. And the only thing that made me get in the car is because they said we would come back to our mom mm -hmm. on uh, when she had court on March 15th. They was big lying. They were definitely lying to us. So mom had court but she, I don't know if she, what happened, but she just, you know, we did foster care a year from there. Wow. I feel like that has to be a hard job to do. And I have a different version of the story. Let me hear yours. So what I remember is that um, one night I was sick. I had a fever. I feel, I feel like, I can't remember at all. Sometimes it feels like a dream instead mm -hmm. of memories. But I think I was sick, mom was gone, and I was, I was laying on her bed and I just had a tank top on. And she came home. That was probably after Dave had talked to her. And she came home and um, she came in and saw that I was sick or whatever. And she got me dressed. I wanted to go with her wherever she was going. Mm -hmm. You were so stuck up mom's butt. We left together. This is at night. At and night? Yeah, at night. It was at night. And we went to um, different houses. Yeah. And then she brought me back home and put me back in bed. And then um, the next day, she came, or earlier, later that day, uh, she came back. And that's when she was trying to take us across the street. Mm. But I thought she had taken us across the street and put us in a room and closed the door. And then they came over there. See, that's the part where it's like, I don't, I don't know if and she then they took came you over three. There. And I didn't make it because I was looking for my shoe. I remember me looking for my shoe. I do too, because I remember her pulling your arm one way. Mm -hmm. And who was pulling your other arm? Was it Dave pulling you towards the car? I don't, I don't and know. And mom I think was like, just let me give her, just let me get her some shoes. Let me get her some shoes. Something, something like that. It's, it's very vaguely do I remember yeah. it too. But yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, so after that, um, I did a year in foster care. You did, y'all did two years and then y'all got adopted. Mm -hmm. um, and then that adoption process, that wasn't what you expected, I'm sure. And I, I met them and I did not expect them to become the people that they were um, or that they are. Not me neither. So like just, <laughs> just kind of, because honestly, a lot of people, like if you're going to adopt kids, you adopt them for the right reason. You know what I mean? And, and also if you're, if you're bringing in kids that are dealing with trauma or coming from a broken home, don't treat them worse than what they were pretty much doing at home. You know what I mean? Because at least right. we weren't mistreated at home. We felt love. Right. And if you don't feel love, especially as a child, you're going to grow up, you know, not understanding how to be love or how to love. Because yeah. I remember when I first seen you again, um, when you turned, because I couldn't see, I seen my siblings a little bit when they were younger, but um, the parents made it really hard. I was like a privilege to them. Um, so if I called them and they were in trouble, I couldn't speak to you. Yeah. So I would have to, I would have to call back again. And it just got, it got crazy. And um, where I was getting at is that, so we were, I was a privilege. 
And what was I about to say? I was about to say something. I came in and I lost it. Oh, when I came back around, when I was, um, we were actually at your aunt's house, I think it was. Mm -hmm. It was, you were, for you to show affection was hard. I think to even give me a hug or like, like you were just, you would hold back tears. You wouldn't really cry. Like your affection level was kind of like very just dry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't think you knew how to say show affection. And I feel like that came from being with them. Yeah. Cause that's, that's not crazy. the type of, that was not the, you were very affectionate as a, as four. A yeah. four-year-old, so you grew that you know into that person of just maybe even feeling numb or dry. I'm not sure exactly how you felt, but you can kind of explain that. Where did you feel like that? At the time, I would say no, but at that age, I probably also was not in touch with my feelings and my emotions and things like that. So honestly, I couldn't say. However, though, I do know as an adult and as an older teenager, mm -hmm. you know, I did learn that I have a hard time expressing my emotions. Like I hold a lot in and I have, a, I have trouble explaining how I feel. That's really hard for me. So I did go to therapy for those things. And um, my therapist was amazing. She taught me a lot of things and yeah, it was really good. So I did learn a little bit how to be better about that, but it's still something I struggle with every day, every day. So, <clears throat> but as for going through the time in foster care and then being adopted, like it was hard. That was really, it was hard for me and you, I feel like because we were the oldest. So it was the biggest adjustment to us. Our younger siblings were too young to understand what was going on. So, you know, right. it was different for them. They could easily adjust to new parents. But going to foster care, thankfully, I had an amazing foster mom. Uh, me and her daughter, however, did not get along that well. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, not very well at all. So it was me and Leah, our younger sister, and then her daughter. And then she was fostering another girl, too. And she was the same age as Leah. And then her daughter was a couple years older than me. So, I mean, it was it was good times. I really enjoyed my foster mom. She was very strict, um, but like... She let me eat junk food and... Right. <laughs> like, you have to be strict to some level. Right. You know what I mean? That that turns you into the person you are. Exactly. I feel you. I love my foster care. I loved her. Too. I really did. Yeah, really shout did. out to y'all if y'all ever see this. We do miss y'all. Yes. And we're actually thinking about planning a trip, too. So... Yes. I'm That's excited. Right. And then... I miss um, you, too. <laughs> yeah, you'll get to meet Ethan. Right. And all my kids. Right. Oh, right. So I before we like get... I'm to... just a prop on this show. <laughs> but, if you, but if you have questions, you know, you can ask, like, for certain yeah, questions. I'm but, but so with that, what I really... I think... So with us rekindling, I always had this thing where I've talked about this before. I was like, you have to create the relationship you want. So with me, us coming back into each other's life, we... We missed like a good, I don't even know how many years that was, like 14, 15. I don't know how many years it was, but we missed a good 15 something years of each other. So we have to pretty much learn each other all over again. You know what I mean? Right. And um, with that, what is something that you've learned being, cause you didn't have your older sister. And it's like, that's actually a regret that I have. Cause I really love my siblings a lot and I don't, I know now there's this whole term where everybody's like, you don't think I'm your parent. I don't think I'm your parent. If my siblings are watching this. Um, but I really do cherish the role of being a big sister. Like, I like the fact that if you want to come to me and I want to be able to answer the question, especially because the mother we have, she's a great person. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to be a mother. Right. 
even to this day, if you being back around her, you realize she just does she don't know. And it's not her fault. Like her mother she was wasn't just a never mother. Taught. She was never taught. So yeah. it's like and, and she just didn't try to learn. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the mental capacity to really want to figure that part out. Right. So I don't resent her for that, but I always wanted to be that backbone for you guys, if that makes yeah. sense. Because you need a backbone Definitely. in your life. I and if our father's not there, you know what I mean? It's like you're, you're, you go for your mother, you go for your father, then you go for your aunts, your uncles, your grandmothers. But if none of them are in place, eventually it's going to get down to your sibling. I was right. like, one thing I want to be is always in a position if my siblings need me, they need me. You know what I mean? I'm there for them. Right. So even when we were younger, when I seen you guys when I was younger, um, I taught my sister my phone number for you to remember and I was like I've ne- even to this day I still have the same phone number because if my, I told myself if my sister ever tried to call me it's the only number she knows <laughs> so I need to be able to be the answer so yeah. I really cherish being a big sister so my question for you is with us being like missing so much out of life where would you like for our relationship to be and well start with that where would you like for our relationship to be um I say it's on a great track right now but like as for where I want it to be I don't know you know, obviously, I already feel like I can come to you with anything. I can talk to you about anything. Um, I feel like when, once I start my own business, I know you'll be there to walk me through the process and you'll be there to support me every type of way. And like, I'm really excited for that. And um, also, I know that like when that time comes, you'll just naturally be my mentor. <laughs> and that's great. This is so true. I already have that lined up. Because a lot of people, you know, they do it on their own and they succeed. But I can succeed even more if I have somebody, you know, who has even more knowledge about it than I do. I agree with that. I appreciate that, too. So and then, okay, so what are things about like because, you know, you have this this. I, like we didn't get to wear each other's clothes yeah. and I mean even now like there's things that I probably do that annoy you and there's you know what I mean there's probably things that you can do that annoys me but now I want to know what are some of those things as, as a sister that <laughs> that annoys you about me nothing I don't annoy you at all no no I you can be honest there's nothing this is, that this you is do that annoys me <laughs> nothing neither one of even you. when I make the jokes no I think it's funny okay because you crack yourself up. I do. <laughs> she cracks herself up. So it's funny to me to hear you, you know, make a joke and and you can laugh at it. Yeah, I literally laugh. That. I don't laugh at it. I can't expect other people to laugh, laugh at it. That's the funny part of the joke is you laughing. <laughs> but yeah, I can say, honestly, there's nothing you do that annoys me. Like, really? I'm not like that big annoying sister? No. Because I don't want to be a person that I think I know it all because I know right. I don't. And I feel like our younger siblings definitely have a different view of it. But like, maybe it's because we were closer and we are closer in age. I don't and then know you're older. Is, so I also feel like when you're going to go through phases. So like, they're 18... Nine, 20. Robert's not 21 yet, right? Or do you heard he turned 21? Leah's like 20 and Robert's like 22. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We missed his 21st already? birthday? Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad. Victoria. <laughs> 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 Wait, do the math real quick. Leah was born in 2003. Robert was born in 2001. Oh, uh, that math, I don't know. Let's just start with you. Oh, You're 24. <laughs> 23. No, Robert, it's 21 now. Oh, no. My phone over there. He'll be 22 this year because his birthday's in July. I'm going to text him. Because he'll be 25. When's your birthday? Robert's 22. He's 21. He'll be 22 this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Liam oh, turns right. 20. So I wanted to go to his birthday and I couldn't make it. So I didn't forget his birthday. I'm not a bad sister. I know my sister's no, birthday. No, you reached so. out to him on his birthday. I did reach birthday, out. I wanted yeah, Leah just turned 20. Okay, so she's 20. Okay, so our yeah. siblings are 20 and they're going to be 22. I promise that was the cheer. <laughs> 21. But okay, so. 
Yeah, okay. So yeah, they're gonna have different perspectives because they're younger, right. you know what I mean? And they're at that age where they don't wanna listen to nobody. And I don't tell them what to do. You just give advice. But like the way that we were given, I can probably say the reason why they feel that way is because of how we were given advice as growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at my aunt in the way that she parents her kids and teaches to her kids the things that she, her and her husband pour into her kids, they like, she only speaks positively to them. Our mom, on the other hand, you would hardly hear her praise you or speak positively mm -hmm. to you. It was always our dad. Really, it really, it was always our dad. And if there were things that she wanted to say, maybe he would tell us what she wanted to say. That's crazy. And so He's a like- translator in her family. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I guess, what is, what is it? The um, self-criticism, mm -hmm. accepting. So she was really bad at that. And mm -hmm. I feel like- It transferred over. It hurt. It would made it weird for all of us to be able to accept advice without thinking Not it as good or bad as criticism. When I was younger, I had that problem because um, I feel like growing up, like my mother was verbally abusive. Like you know, she didn't know how to be a mother either. She had me when she was fifteen, but like it for a while. Like when you have your parent that's like kind of bullying on you like that or even like psycho psychological warfare, I feel like um, you kind of carry that voice into adulthood. So I can see why somebody would be sensitive to positive advice that may be constructive, but it's being perceived as destructive because you're used to being it, exactly. it being destructive. Exactly. So I can see how that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she made me, my mom made me cry every single day and when I was homeschooled in middle school because she would always make me feel like my home, my work was never good enough for her. Like nothing I did was ever good enough. That's how she made me feel, you know? Mm -hmm. She may not have been trying to make me feel that way. And my aunt is, which is my mom's sister, she's really good at, she's really good at that. And she's always, like, if you look at her post on Facebook, it's always something, you know. Something uplifting, uplifting. and positive. Yeah, and, and that's her personality. When I met her, she um, she was she was she was very very nice because I think even your even the foster the adoptive mother, um, she didn't say good things about me, didn't she? Probably not. I thought there was something that she had said something before Probably. that was like a bad. I was a bad. She hardly or speaks well good on people, so. And then so go into the, go into the um, so you did they ever you said you found out why they adopted why they were so, looking right. I, it was something that I always think about. And like, especially becoming an adult and having my own children, I know how much I love my children. And like, I understand my kids, I understand myself as a parent. Mm -hmm. So I can, I have a better understanding of other parents, mm -hmm. basically, now that I am one. So I was just thinking one day and trying to figure it out because I'm like, why is she so harsh and so cold hearted when like, I can never be that way to my children. They're my heart yeah. and my joy, my pride, my everything. So I was just thinking about it and I came upon the conclusion, which actually got confirmed very recently. And this, the conclusion I came to was years, years ago. And I mentioned it to somebody and they confirmed it. And I was like, wow, I was just, just you know, throwing it out there. And, but anyway, so what it was is that um, 
they tried to have kids and they couldn't have kids. And um, my dad really wanted kids. And my mom, maybe she wanted kids, but she didn't care as much as my dad. So they decided to look into adoption and they decided to adopt. And maybe she was, you know, not so sure about it. Maybe she was still on the edge, but she went along with it because she wanted to make my dad happy. So they adopted kids. And to go from zero kids to three. To three. That's, and biracial. And we're not babies. And we're biracial. You said and we're go not from babies. zero kids to three? Yes. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's two girls and a boy, that's pretty Right. Funny. It's a handful. Uh, yeah. it, it's a lot. And, um, I think it was kind of overwhelming for her, very overwhelming. And she was learning how to be a parent, you know, and we're older kids. Yeah, because they were like in their 20s, babies. right? Like 23 yeah, late or 20, Late 20s. 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so I was like, uh, her having to deal with all three of us and being a first time parent was probably very hard. <laughs> and there was a lot of things she would tell us like, um, you guys made me cold-hearted. What? Because we broke her, no, it was we broke her heart over and over again. That's why she was the way she was. How did you and break it's like, we're kids. How did we break your heart? Maybe there was things we did that you didn't agree with, or we, it's, I feel like part of the reason was because she knew I still loved my birth mom. And that I would never, because I would constantly talk to Robert and Leah about her. And when we first got adopted, I would be like, don't call them mom and dad. Mm. And so like, I feel like all that rubbed her the wrong way. But at the same time, you're adopting older children. You have to be prepared for things like that. Mm. Kids are curious. An older kid is never going to forget their mother. They're not. Even a younger one. If you know that you're adopted, even my aunt, I have an aunt that was taken probably like around about maybe Leah's age or Robert's age. And um, she reached out, you know, tried to find her mother and she still has a great relationship with our grandmother, which is who her mother is. She doesn't have, really have contact, but they're always gonna know, want that curiosity of where my, cause it's not just the mom you're losing. Think about us, y'all, you had another sibling from me. Then you have siblings on your dad's side. Then you had cousins on your mom's side, cousins on your dad's side. There's just all this family. I never forgot about Punky and Amanda. Yeah, like, and it's like, you knew them before you went there. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're going to want to know. And I feel like it's like, I don't know why, if you're a foster parent or if you are someone that's adopting or looking to adopt, Make sure you go with the good intentions to understand that the kids are going to want to know their biological parent. That's not going to take anything from you if you're a good parent because they're always going to appreciate them taking you in and right. taking in three kids. Because I would have loved to have both sides of my family. Right. But what really messed up the relationship with my adopted parents is that I wanted to go find and be with my birth mother. Mm-hmm. Had it not been for that, yeah, there were some other a few things, ch- childish things I was doing. I just turned 18. Normal. Yeah. You know, you're still Ooh, a child. I was an adult, but I was not. I was really, I was really, I was really You good. ran away a couple times. Yeah, we all did. We all did. But like. But because of her. You only, you people only run away. Even if a parent's strict, my dad was strict, but I never really thought to run away. Because it's like, yeah, you're strict, but it's like, I, 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 I understand at the same time. Right. I'm still going to try to get away with as much as I can, but I still understand why you need that. 
So if she would have given you guys that love and not, and like, how old were you when she told you you guys made her cold or something like that? I don't know. I was probably in older high school. Yeah, that's older. crazy. And though. That's not older. That's still she, in we were at dinner having a conversation. They were at, the adults were conversating, and she told somebody that she did not recommend adopting. And they, you're that's saying how this, terrible her experience. Was. You're saying this while the kids are around, and kids are smart. Like even so, how do you think that made us feel? Exactly. You may, you already felt not wanted because you're not with your biological mother. I'm sure you're like, why am I? Why am I not there? Then to be with another family, right? And I didn't come on here to speak badly about them or anything because I don't feel like they're bad people as a whole. There was just a lot of things they could have done differently, and I still love them to this day. Those are my mom and that's my mom and dad. But and I just wish you guys the know she put us through. <laughs> I probably came out here and talk bad about it. But we did. Funny. They were good parents, though. I will say they were, for the most part, they were good parents. There was just a lot of things that they could have really done differently. But we had really good times. You know, there's a lot of things I would have never experienced had I not grown up with right. them. Yeah. And, like, I will always be thankful for that. I will always be and thankful see, for when that. When I went, because I went to go stay with them, I think, for a week. Or was it a week or a week? It was a decent was amount of days. Yeah. Uh, I went to go stay with them, and I would say the father. I I, I give all respect to him. Yeah. You know what I mean. He helped. He picked me up. He he let you guys stay up a little later because I was there. He was always the one that was hands on. I yeah. I do give him respect. But for her, like, if he's if more. She I ever, feel like he's more of like a simp to his wife. Because well, I don't know. I feel like if because I understand people are human. I don't judge them. Also, I don't speak. I've never spoken like negatively, even though I feel negatively based off of what I've heard over the years, but I don't speak on them negatively because I know that's still your family. You still love them. Like y'all may have a relationship one day. You never know. So I don't want to pour out hate on something that could possibly blossom. You know what I mean? So, um, I do mean this with the utmost respect, but like with my, with, being straightforward about how I feel about it, like, I feel like with children, I feel like it's, as adults, it's our responsibility to project the best version of ourselves onto them. Um, like, even with, like, the kids being here, like, this is new for me, like, <laughs> it's new for her, but one thing that I always, which she was talking about earlier, one thing that I always keep in my mind is, like, I don't want them to see really no negativity that I have going on, um, if I do have to discipline them, make sure that I also counterbalance that with plan and, like, positive reinforcement as well, because then it's not, like, just this angry voice or this angry person or this strict ass person that they feel like they can't even be around or afraid of. Like, I'd rather them respect me over like fearing me. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, my neighbor's gonna hate me in the morning. I'm <laughs> I, sorry, bro. I feel that. And my last <laughs> question for you, because um, we'll probably have a part two. Uh, the last question for you. There are a lot of people that are in foster care. You know, unfortunately, I feel like there's, I don't, I don't know the statistics, I'm gonna look that up, of how many new kids are being, you know, adopted or taken right. into the system. But for kids that are watching or kids that have already been through it that are still trying to um, battle the struggles of not coming up with their siblings and stuff, there's some people that 
They never get to this point where they meet their other sibling or they build that relationship. Like you have siblings, you're getting ready to go meet for the first time. And I'm actually looking forward to you doing that because I'd rather you at least meet them, see if there's people you want to be around versus never getting an opportunity to do so. And we're all humans. We're going, we're going to exit one day and it's like you want to do it as soon as possible. So with that being said, what is some type of just advice or something you would give to someone that is in the predicament that you were in back then that could probably get them through it now, if that makes sense? Um, honestly, I took it one day at a time. <laughs> I had a calendar and I marked down my days till I turned 18. But I'm not saying that's the best way to go about it. <laughs> Cause at that point, I'm like, that's dragging. You're like, oh my God, I still have 185 days or whatever the case. But no, the time will honest, time, time may seem like it goes by slow in the moment, but actually time goes by really fast. So I would say, you know, if you're in that situation in a, where you're adopted or in a get, being ready to be adopted, get to learn your adopted parents. Get to really learn them and know them and like have a relationship, get to the point to where you can have a relationship to where you can talk about anything to where they know how you feel. Because being adopted as an older child, they didn't have those years to bond with you when you were a baby mm -hmm. and when you were a toddler. So they're just, they're getting to know you and you're getting to know them. So if they're gonna be open with you about themselves, be open with them about yourself yeah. in that moment. Especially Create if you see they're putting in effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then, you know, like, I feel like I never opened up enough to where my adopted parents could understand me all the way, mm -hmm. which is hard to do because I'm so a child stuck on my too. mother. And you're also a child. So I feel like, I feel like there's, if the adoptive parents would have put that time, did y'all ever do therapy together? Yeah, we did. All three of y'all? Mm -hmm. Or just you? All, we all did. We all did. Yes. But like, if they would just take that time, like if she already, she, it sounds like what I'm hearing from your story, she, she didn't really know if she wanted to adopt. So with y'all being there and then it's just being real, um, I feel like she already has some type of resentment towards all three of y'all. Also too, um, cause I know you spoke from like the child's perspective of being a foster a foster child um i think also a word of advice to people that are considering considering being foster parents like understand where that child is coming from too it's you like any relationship i've learned my best relationships are the ones where i feel like i step out of my own perspective the other person like from their perspective like even if somebody's mad at me, try to view it from their perspective. Cause maybe I didn't mean it a certain way, but maybe they perceived it a certain way, and or maybe I came across that way. So, yeah. So like, understand, like it's going to take time for a child to gain trust with you. Like for you, for them and to listen to you and trust you, like make sure you're, you're going out of your way. And I really understand why you, one, why you want to adopt. And then two, let them know it's not going to be easy. You're not going to just, yeah. that kid's not going to just, just gravitate towards you. There's going to be a lot of yeah. patience you're going to have to have. And anytime I hear anyone with me being an adult, anytime I hear someone they want to adopt, I always ask them, make sure you really want to do that. Because if you're just doing that because you want to have a kid, you don't understand. You're not just having a kid as if you birthed it and the kid's coming in here with you being their mother and right. they're just getting a fresh start. You're going to most likely adopt somebody, depending on their age, or even if they're not an age, they're adopted. They're going to have questions unless you never tell them they're adopted, which I wouldn't recommend that. But um, 
Because I feel like if I felt like I was being lied to, I feel like I was being hurt. And then I feel like I wouldn't be able to trust you. So um, I know that there was court orders, but it was up to the adopted parents. So even with our mom, like if maybe not letting them know where you stay, but if there's a way where the parents getting their life, getting herself together and they're changing, I feel like if they would at least let you start like talking to mom every now and then, maybe yeah. that would have been a little easier. Or even trying to have a relationship with her themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So you like, know how she's doing. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I know one lady who she adopted this little boy. Her mom, his mom was on drugs. She couldn't take care of him, so she, you know, pretty much adopted him. And, you know, she stayed in touch with the mom and she went to rehab and went through this whole process. And she, now she knows the mom, they have a decent relationship and she allows her to come see the son. See, and I feel like that's the most healthy part because- um, No matter what, and this goes for all like, I would say unorthodox parent, parenting situations where like it's a single parent or it's a foster parent. Um, I feel like, understand that the child is going to have a natural instinct to be around his parent and it's going to grow into their adulthood. And I feel like I can speak to that. And both of us, all of us can like, you know, I've never met my father a day in my life, but the day I meet my father, depending on the circum circumstances, um, shit, I might give him a big hug. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I've never been able to do that. So, um, understand that, the situation may be ugly. The parent, the biological parent may not have all of their shit together, but try not to be too much of a barrier of, and I know sometimes that can be out of a protective measure, but try not to be too much of a barrier to the biological parent, depending on the circumstances, of course, because you never know, like, that, like, you would rather the child find out that the parent isn't really up to par by the parent showing that they're it, they're not up to par by instead of protecting them from the fact that they're not up to par because then it, the child is going to grow into an adult one day and real life is going to hit like even my mom the only reason we have a relationship after all of that is because it got to a point where i forgave her and the only reason i forgave her is because as an adult i was like i can only imagine having a son at 15 like i would go crazy like for real like so you know they're going to understand what really happened and what really is based off of what they see. They're going to make their own decision off of that one day. So um, with the foster parents, like, that's, keep that in mind when you take on that responsibility that, like, one day their child is going to try to have a relationship or their parent may want a relationship. You know, I, I do appreciate the ones that do it because I know it's not hard. Right. So for the ones that are foster parents and that even are saving for, children, yeah, from even for crazy your foster parents, like, like to be honest, um, we're not bashing them. Um, there's just things I wish they would have done differently because right. you guys were affected. You know what I mean? I felt like it just it, it could have been better. You know, because yeah. watching you guys grow into who you are, I see some of the personalities and characteristics you guys have that was from mom that's on, on a negative yeah. side and from them on a negative side, right. and it's like. I just yeah. wish they would have gave you guys a little more. But I do appreciate what you guys did give them because you guys get to get to see the world. You got to travel. Yeah. You know, they were able to put you in, you know, schooling. You guys came out very smart. So there's a lot of good in it. So I do appreciate all the and ones love, they're yeah. adopting and fostering. I love mom deeply. Like, I've always loved mom. But, like, one thing I always, like, knew in the back of my mind, like, even though everything wasn't perfect, um, 
I feel like the quality of childhood, like you said, there were certain things that you probably wouldn't have been able to see. Even Vic, like to have that, that you know, being something consistent where she's able to so go to school, right. have some. Me, Moisha, probably yeah. both have kids if you would have with that's mom. What I, that's what I've always said. You would have still <laughs> had one before me. You just would have been, you probably, probably been like been the 10 year old that's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been on 16 so and pregnant. Funny. That's funny. That's what I tell everybody. Right. No, I love my mom to death. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, we love her. The She's things our we were around, though, the things she let us do, it's just yeah. That's a whole other conversation for a that's whole other day. day. But right. one more thing I wanted to say for the young people out there going through similar things, um, being adopted or whatever, right. Write it all down. Write all your emotions, your feelings, everything you're going to do today. And then like once you're older, you'll be able to look back on that and see how far you grew. And also it'll just help you get through your day to day. And it'll help I you like be able that. to express your feelings every, um, even more. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. You said you was nervous to be on a podcast. That was <laughs> right. nice. Look, you over here dropping knowledge bombs. That's what's up. Listen, and a fun yeah. fact, when I said she would have probably had a kid at 10, because she used to try to take all my boyfriends. <laughs> so now she's trying to take my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not too stupid. I'm just yeah. yeah. my teeth. You know what? It's okay, though. You, you know, I just, Everybody just wants to be you like want, you. You can have it. You can have it. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you guys. Do y'all have any other last words y'all want to say? No, I'm honestly, I like the word. This is like a good ending point. Right. Stay tuned for part two. Yes, right. like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll definitely let us know what y'all want to hear. We're going to bring my sister back on. We're going to get more into like our upbringing. So if y'all have any questions or if this resonated with you in any way, if you're dealing with something, definitely put it in the comments. Let us know and we'll touch bases with it. And you could possibly be on the podcast as well. All right. And until next time, go be go great. Be great. <laughs>